Argus Media. This is Driving Discussions, a podcast series where we focus on the forces that affect North American road fuels. Greetings and salutations once again. I'm Argus's U.S. Gulf Coast Blend Stocks reporter, Jason Metko. And on this episode, we're speaking with Elaine Levin. She's the president of Washington, D.C.-based Powerhouse, which specializes in risk management and hedging services to a variety of companies. And today we'll be getting her thoughts on the present landscape of the downstream sector as well as some insights on the domestic crude, diesel, and gasoline markets. Elaine, welcome to the program. Thank you for joining us. I want to get right into it first, sort of an overarching view of how the downstream sector is looking these days. Sure. Thank you for having me. Well, you know, here we are. It's in the middle of summer, and this is the time of year where we normally see refineries really pushing hard to gear up for the upcoming demand in home heating oil, as well as our seasonal demand in diesel for construction and ag demand. And the problem that we have is we're just not building inventories. The things that we're really focused on right now are how tight inventories of both gasoline and distillate remain both here and abroad. That's really what is our big concern at the moment. Elaine Levin is our guest. She is the president of Powerhouse. This is Driving Discussions. Elaine, I want to pivot here to focus on three entities. First, crude prices. We're recording this tail end of July. I know we're sitting at roughly $80 a barrel for futures. What do you see in terms of how things are going to shape up the next 30 days, 60 days, and even 90 days for crude? The main focus for crude oil is we have just come off a period of consolidation of prices uh, and we've started to see prices move higher. And this is happening for a variety of reasons. I think as we look at the big picture, China, you cannot talk about crude prices without China. And while things have been soft there, they are trying to stimulate their economy. And remember, China is a command economy, so they have the ability, if they want to throw money at this problem, they can. So we expect to see demand from China start to pick up as we go into the second half of the year here. And that is why we're looking at tightening balances for crude oil. Uh, Crude oil has support at $75. And we are now looking at crude on its way. If you're talking WTI, everybody's focusing on prices going back towards $80. If you look at the global benchmark Brent, we the April high was around $87.5. And there are a lot of analysts who are looking for a return to those types of numbers as we move through the, the year. So uh, it looks like higher ahead if you're a technical analyst. One thing everybody's focusing on is that crude oil has broken above the 200-day moving average. Why 200 days? Well, you know, it's a number that gets a lot of press. I've seen it again and again, uh, people focusing on that, that statistic. So with technical analysis, you, you're looking at price patterns as a way to predict the future. And right now, those price patterns are signaling a more bullish outlook. 
Elaine Levin is our guest, the president of Powerhouse here on Driving Discussions. Jason Metko with you today. Elaine, I want to touch on diesel as well. It might be really hot in most of the country, but I know the uh, critical heating oil season is looming. Uh, what can we expect with price and supply issues once we do get into that heating oil season? Sure. Well, diesel and distillate, it's interesting because the demand for diesel we have seen soften as post-pandemic people have been more focused on moving themselves than moving goods. So we've seen diesel demand softer than we have historically at this time, but it's not showing up in prices. And the reason for that is diesel inventories are critically low. We continue to see diesel inventories both here and in Europe at historically low levels, right around the five-year low. We focus on pad one inventories. Now, why do you care about pad one? Well, pad one is where the Northeast is. It's where a lot of home heating oil is used. It's also the delivery point for the NYMEX contract. So with low stocks in pad one, that also opens the door to potential moves higher in price. I mean, the bottom line is we just do not have the inventory cover to protect us if something goes wrong. And there's a lot that could go wrong. We've got the heat currently that's been engulfing a lot of the country. We're starting to see that show up in refinery issues. There's also now the potential from a stronger hurricane season, despite the fact that we have an El Nino, which was supposed to give us some relief from hurricanes, where the sea surface temperatures are so warm that the, the concern is now that we'll see a more active heating, or, uh, I'm sorry, a more active hurricane season. So as a result, everybody's holding their breath that the inventory numbers hold and we just do not have that cushion, and that's what's keeping us up at night. So distillate prices, diesel prices on the futures exchange have been moving higher. They most recently broke above 260. The next stop, at least if you're looking at the charts, brings you back up towards 290, and we'll see from there. We'll see what Mother Nature deals us as well. You mentioned diesel. I'd be remiss if we didn't get you out talking about gasoline. Do you foresee the similar issues that could be on the horizon with diesel also affecting gasoline, or are there more uh, intrinsic things that could affect gasoline going forward here, Elaine? Well, with gasoline, we're in the throes of the driving season, and we are seeing demand numbers ahead of last year. The nice thing for anybody who has to buy gasoline is that in a few months we will go to through the grade shift, which will move us back to winter grade gasoline, which is a cheaper gasoline. So at least we know just from a specification change, there will be a shift to a cheaper product. That said, inventories of gasoline remain exceptionally tight. We have had problems in the Northeast with P66 refinery. We're also gearing up in September 
for the Monroe refinery to go through long scheduled maintenance. So all of that is a concern to the market from a supply standpoint. Like I said, the only good news is that we get to shift grades uh, in a few months. So that that should help. A few more moments here with Elaine Levin, the president of Powerhouse here on Driving Discussions. She is a plethora of information, but I also understand, Elaine, you're a teacher as well. Tell us a little bit about Fuel Management University, if you don't mind. Sure, sure. Well, we uh, Powerhouse is a risk management firm. We help companies grow their businesses and protect their profit margins through the use of financial instruments and hedging. And hedging can be scary to somebody who hasn't done it before, but it's a critical piece of your fuel buying strategy. So we have a class called Practical Fuel Hedging. And in that class, we attempt to demystify hedging. We actually show companies, downstream companies, how they can use the tools of hedging to buy better, buy smarter, and hopefully see more gallons and grow their business. So our next class is coming up in Austin in November, and you can find out more about it at powerhousetl.com. Hopefully it will be a lot cooler in Austin come November. (laughs) Elaine, thank you so much for doing this. We appreciate it and hope you'll come back sometime. Yes, anytime. Thanks for having me. A great many thanks to the president of Powerhouse, Elaine Levin, for joining us on this edition of Driving Discussions, a production of Argus Media, a leading independent provider of energy and commodity pricing information. A reminder to check out the previous episodes in this series. And for more details on Argus's U.S. products coverage, make sure you visit argusmedia.com forward slash U.S. dash products.